Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm excited that you're here this week and we're going to be talking about stop living someone else's life. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think that the use of technology and especially social media platforms has just really kind of amplified this type of conversation. It's it's really needed in in this world in my opinion anyway because we all of a sudden like we're just inundated with how somebody else is doing in their life or their marriage or where they're vacationing, their job or their ministry or how many books they've written or whatever the the situation is and it's easy to start to feel like I need to do what they're doing to feel successful, to feel like I'm having an impact, to feel better about myself or to, you know, to be recognized or acknowledged somehow. And it's a trap. (laughs) It is a trap. And that doesn't, doesn't end well. And I think even, even more than that, above all of that, it's not God's heart for you. It is not God's heart for you, my friend. And so we're going to dive into that this week. And I think that I could just talk about this for several episodes, actually, but I'm going to do my best to get it in in about 30 minutes, just, just the nuts and bolts of this. And I, I'm just hoping that this will encourage you and add value to your life. But stop living someone else's life. Over the last few months, and if you listened uh, last week, I kind of uh, mentioned a little bit about my grandchildren and how the Lord has been just speaking to my heart and reminding me of things that I've known. I mean, he's taught me some of these things, you know, like long time ago, but for some reason, he feels like I need to be reminded of certain things. And isn't it like the Lord to use just kind of everyday practical ways to communicate to us and speak to our hearts and remind us of things. And for me personally, it's been through my grandchildren who I am just obsessed about and just absolutely love. But here we are in the middle of November. And so a few weeks ago, of course, here in America anyway, I know that We have some listeners who join us from around the world, Um, so I'm so excited that you are here, and it's just amazing. Can I just say it's amazing, the use of technology and how God allows this podcast to reach people in other countries. I'm just so grateful to the Lord, and so if that is you today, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of a uh, part of your day. I'm so honored to be here. But you know, a few weeks ago here in America, we we had a 
an annual, uh, I don't know if you'd call it an event. I don't think it's necessarily an event, but something on our calendar that we here in America refer to as Halloween. And this episode is not about Halloween and about my thoughts and convictions about Halloween, but it is about something that the Lord reminded me of as I was just, you know, thinking about my grandchildren dressing up in in their fun little costumes. And um, so that was just so fun and so special to see. But he said to me, Susan, you are not created to live someone else's life. And I feel like that is um, just a powerful and timely reminder for each and every one of us. And I think that, you know, what he speaks to my heart, sometimes it's just for me. Sometimes it's something that he feels and and knows that I need to hear something that I'm personally struggling with but I just felt like it was a it was a conversation and a reminder that the Lord wanted me to also communicate here in the online space and it had me thinking back to my early years of ministry and you know relatively newer in my faith and and especially in ministry I was often told that I reminded people of and I'm not going to give their names here. I if I if I said their names, you would recognize them. They're very well known, have very large ministries. They've been in ministry for a really long time, but I'm just not going to give their names here because it's just not that's not the point. But it was a compliment, of course. They were, you know, complimenting me, but because I was new to ministry and 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 the ministry of speaking specifically and and just kind of you know, walking out that gifting that God had placed on the inside of me. And I had a lot of insecurities in that gift of communicating and especially a lot of insecurities in my identity in Christ. I found myself trying to be more like the people I was told that I sounded like. And, you know, this led to focusing on her, this particular person that I was reminding people of, and I was focusing on me. So focusing on her and also focusing on me, which, as you can guess, took the focus off God, (laughs) which is never good, right? So I'm so focused on her. And now I, you know, because I had heard it so many times, I was paying attention to more how she how she communicated and maybe her style of communicating and, you know, just her cadence and and different things like that. And I, I found myself trying to then be more like her. And so I'm focusing on her and I'm focusing on myself. Well, then I wasn't focusing on God. I wasn't really, you know, just really posturing myself and running after and pursuing the Lord. And that never ends well. I don't, I don't care how long we, we serve the Lord, whether we're in ministry or we're not, or we're, you know, maybe you're listening today and you're not in ministry as, as it, you know, like a speaking type ministry, you know, maybe you are leading a Bible study or maybe you are just trying to reach your coworker at, at work. You're trying to shine your light. Maybe you are a young mom and you're, you're doing your best to raise, to raise kids. 
if we are taking our focus off the Lord, no matter where we're at in our life, that just doesn't go well. It doesn't go well because we we're, we're removing him when, when our focus should be on the Lord and, and we're, we're, you know, chasing these other things and we're chasing what the world says is going to make us feel better about ourselves when actually what we need to do is be rooted and more firmly established in first in who God is and who we are in him. A big lesson that I learned in this a long time ago and and just really being reminded of is you can admire another woman, but you aren't meant to live her life. Isn't that good? Praise the Lord. So I just want to repeat that again. You can admire another woman, but you aren't meant to live her life. You can glean from others. You can be spurred on and even challenged to reach higher in your faith through her example, but you're not her. You weren't called to be like her. You weren't called to live her life. God's blessing, his favor, and his anointing is upon you being you. <laughs> it's upon you. You you aren't more blessed. You aren't more favored. You aren't more anointed because you sound like or look like the woman that you're admiring, the woman that you're gleaning from, or the woman that you feel like is, is championing you forward or challenging you to reach higher in your faith. And for those of you that, that are maybe listening today and maybe you, maybe you have a, a life coach or maybe you have a mentor and obviously you reached out to that person because you saw something in that person that you admire. And so you, you want to just sort of sit underneath their teaching and you want to learn and you want to grow, which is fantastic. I do that. I'm a mentor. I'm going to start life coaching here in, in January. And so I'm really excited to come alongside other women and, and coach them in various areas of their life. But I don't want them to be like me. <laughs> I don't want them to be like me. I want, I want to help them to be who God created them to be. Can I offer some tips? Can I speak into their life? Can I uh, remind them of what is true and call out their potential and call out their gifts that I see on the inside of them? Can I give them just some basic practical tools to implement in their lives? Yeah, I can do that. And that's what I'm planning to do. But I never want them to be Susan. I want them to be who God created them to be. And so I want to give you four steps today this in this week's episode that have helped me to really keep the main thing the main thing and focused on the Lord. Number one, grow in your faith. Be committed to it. I mean, this is, should just be a non-negotiable. I shouldn't even have to, in all honesty, and I know that this might sound kind of harsh, but in all honesty, I shouldn't even have to include this point in any of my points. And yet I feel like we're living in a world where it sort of necessitates me including this in in the points because again like I said earlier we get so we get so distracted and caught up in doing all these other things and all of the hustle and all of the steps and you know checking all of the boxes and we forget that 
our first and foremost priority is to is to getting to know the heart of God is to getting to know the heart of God. Who is he? Who is he? Lord, I want to know you. God, I don't want to just know about my gifts. I want to know the gift giver, right? And we get that mixed up. We get so we get so preoccupied and lend so much of our attention and energy and focus to the gifts that are lying on the inside of us that we forget first and foremost, we need to pursue and get to know the gift giver more than we need to know about our gifts, right? So get to know the heart of God. And just another lifelong tip, don't ever stop. Don't ever stop getting to know more about the heart of God and who he is. That should be a lifelong pursuit and desire and hunger on the on the inside of every single one of us. As long as we are alive on this planet, on this side of heaven, that should be our number one pursuit. You and I, we should always be God chasers. We should always be God chasers. God, I'm I'm pursuing you. I want uh, I I want your heart, Lord, more than I want your hand. In other words, I want you more than what you can do for me. Right? That's what a God chaser is. So be committed to that. Number two, grow in your identity in who you are in Christ. Get really secure in that. Be be rooted and just like deeply rooted. Allow your roots to go really deep and be firmly established in who you are in Christ. Not what people think about you. Not in not in who people say that you remind them of. That's great. Those are compliments. You know, be gracious, be kind, say thank you. But you know what? You are not the opinions of other people. You are not the applause of other people in in your life. You are not you are not the compliments of uh, that that people extend to you, um, because if we're if we're finding our security in in compliments and applause and acknowledgement and recognition and all, and all of that, wow! I mean, that's a really slippery slope because what happens when the applause stops? What happens when the compliments stop coming in? What happens when when all of a sudden people aren't really looking your direction, but all of a sudden people are kind of passing you by and you start to feel overlooked? Well, so then goes your security, right? But you and I need to be firmly rooted and established in our identity in Christ because that never changes. All of that other stuff, growing in your confidence as a speaker, as an author, as a mom, as a leader or whatever, fill in the blank, all of that will come. And yes, you will have to develop those gifts, but your your priority should be first, getting to know God and his heart and two, your identity in who you are in Christ. So who do you belong to? And then who you are in Christ, whose you are? and who you are. Those are two separate things, one and two. Number three, (laughs) I'm going to do my best to stay off my soapbox because point number three kind of gets me going a little bit. I get a little fired up. Point number three is personality tests. (laughs) Oh man, we are living in a world where we can do all of these personality tests. There's no shortage of 
personality test um, available to you and I in the world. And like I said, I'm going to do my best to stay off my soapbox. But, you know, I, I feel like we have gotten, we've gotten um, sort of accustomed to identifying ourselves or even introducing ourselves as our latest personality test result or our Enneagram or whatever else is out there. And, you know, I just, I feel like, okay, so if somebody wants to do that, I mean, it's, you know, kind of splitting hairs. I mean, it's not a salvation issue. Um, it's not a doctrine issue, I suppose. But, and so it's kind of that gray area, if you will. It's not a black and white issue. If somebody wants to do it, you know, whatever. But the the thing that's being missed then, if we just solely are looking at that, okay? If we're like, if we're just like, finding and we're um, putting all our eggs in one basket in a personality test or an Enneagram number, we're forgetting like God created me unique. He created me fearfully and wonderfully and he put things on the inside of me and I need to get to know the creator of me. And I get, I have to, I have to get to know what God thinks about me and how he created me and my identity in him, which I mean, you can't you can't really be firmly rooted and established by just doing a personality test or an enneagram again i i am not saying i'm not i'm not saying anything bad about those i'm not throwing them um you know out the window or under the bus or whatever else you want to say but what i am saying is don't put all your eggs in one basket get to know the lord and who you are in christ your identity if you are listening to this and you feel like, well, that sounds great and I want to know who I am in Christ and my identity, but I don't even know where to begin, listen, I've got you covered. Click the link in the show notes and go to my website. I have a free download for you. You can go to the resources tab and underneath the drop down menu, click free resources. And there's a, there's a free download on there, your identity in Christ. It's not an exhaustive list but it is a great place to start. Number four, stop comparing yourself. I feel like that could be a whole episode in and of itself, but comparison, you know what it does? One of the things that it creates in our lives, it creates division because it makes us see the other woman as a threat rather than a co-laborer in Christ. We were created to live our own lives, not the life of someone else. And so, yeah, we can be people who who admire and appreciate other people. We can we can cheer for other women. We can champion other women. We can admire their gifts. We can admire how God uses them. But man, it gets a little it gets a little out of balance and it even gets a little dangerous when we then cross the line and we begin to compare ourselves with them. We begin to think that if I looked more like her or if I, you know, sounded like her, if God used me like her, then it would be better for me and more doors would open for me. People would respond to me differently. I would feel better about myself and about what God has placed me on the earth to do. And man, 
that is a dangerous, dangerous trap to get caught up in. And it's a snare. It's a snare from the enemy. And he is all about division. He is the author of division, whereas God is the author of unity. And, you know, I'm reminded of some of the some of the people that I've I've been so honored and so blessed to do prison ministry with. Um, if you're new here, you know, God has allowed me over the past several, several years to minister within the federal and state prison setting. And let me tell you something, the the people that I have been able to um, serve alongside, they are just some of the some of the most wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ that I know and you know the the role that God has allowed me to to serve in is is a clergy role and so um, there's usually four of us clergy on on a team and it's made up of both men and women that is awesome right there. Can I just say that the future isn't men and it isn't just women. It's both men and women co-laboring together, serving alongside one another. And that is a whole nother episode. I don't think that God, God's blessing and favor and anointing is on one or the other. It's on both of us. And so I, I just think that that is such a beautiful example of, of, you know, just this unity and not living someone else's life. And, and as I, as I've served over the years with these other wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ, you know what, we, we each come from different backgrounds. We each come from different denominations. We each have a different, I don't really like using the word style, but for lack of better words, we each have a different style of communicating and delivering the gospel and our messages. We each, we each just bring something different. And, and yet the beautiful thing over those four day weekends that we get to be a part of in the prison setting is not one time are we trying to outshine the other or one up on the other. You know, instead, there is such a such a beautiful genuineness of unity and championing one, one another forward and cheering for one another. And when we're done speaking and we return to our chairs, we are the first to lean over to one another and 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 just say that was awesome you did a great job and when it's our turn to speak again we are the first to verbally acknowledge the person who just spoke before us and and say wow that was a great message thank you for sharing that i love how god used you know whoever the person was and that that is beautiful right there. That is such a beautiful picture of not living someone else's life and being secure in who you are in Christ and what God has planted on the inside of you and me and saying, you know what? I may not sound like like that person. I may not look like that person. I might not deliver a message like that person, but you know what? That doesn't mean that my my gifts are any less valuable or any less effective or any less needed in this world. It's different, but it's not wrong. It's different, but it's not wrong. And that is a beautiful place of security and a beautiful place of freedom and a beautiful place of of unity. And that is God's heart for you and for me. So ask yourself, 
be honest with yourself. Be willing to be honest with yourself and with the Lord and ask yourself if you find yourself comparing yourself to someone else, why are you doing that? Be willing to go below the surface. Don't settle for just a pat answer. Oh, I don't know because she's because she sounds so great. Don't settle for that because there's something underneath. There's a motive in in that comparison that's underlying that's motivating you to compare. Is it is it something that you wish that you had um, that you admire in her, but you see as a lack in your own life? And I think that you know when you think you need to be like someone else to be recognized, respected, or valued. Listen, sister, you are missing the you that God created. That, man, you're missing out then. You're missing out on the you that God created. And you know what? Who else is missing out on the you that God created? The world, the church, your sphere of influence, your coworkers, the people that you see at the grocery store, the people in your Bible study, the people in your group or your organization or wherever, wherever you are in the world, they're missing out on the you that God created. And I think that that's really sad because you are a creation of God and he makes no mistakes. You were not an afterthought. He wasn't having an off day when he created you. And even though you might not have some of the gifts that you admire in another, the gifts that he has placed on the inside of you, he gave to you for a reason and for a purpose. And so I, if I could humbly encourage you in this as I'm wrapping up this week, you know, allow yourself, sit with the Lord and allow him to help you appreciate those gifts on the inside of you, whatever they might be. Ask him to help you appreciate who God created you to be. You know, get to know the Lord, be confident in, uh, grow in your confidence in your identity in Christ and what he has given to you. And, you know, I kind of think of it like this imagery, if you will, like an eggshell, if you will, you know, we all, you know, we all know what a cracked egg looks like. So you crack an egg. Well, if you were, if you were to put those two pieces of the shell back together, they would kind of fit together, right? Because they they were they were cracked and so there's two parts or even like a puzzle. You know, we've all we've all put a puzzle together. Well, you are a piece to a greater puzzle, right? You are a piece to the puzzle and even though you might be like a, a middle piece to the puzzle or you might be a corner piece to the puzzle, man, that puzzle isn't complete unless that piece is put in there. And so, you know, the, the body of Christ is missing out on you playing your piece to the greater puzzle, your role to reaching the world for um, for the glory of God. And so I, I don't know. I hope that this helped you. I hope that this encouraged you. And if you feel like the enemy has just been baiting you and, and has just been beating you down with you're not enough and that what you have isn't isn't enough because it isn't what someone else is doing or how God is using them. I'm going to call that out right now that that is a lie, that that is a lie 
apply. And can I humbly encourage you? Second Corinthians 10, 5 says, lay hold, take hold of those thoughts and bring them into obedience, um, subject them to the obedience of Christ Jesus. In other words, if you feel like your thoughts are are just kind of running rogue and they're just kind of developing this life on their own, listen, take hold of those thoughts and you begin to steer and guide them in the direction that you want them to go and subject them and make them obedient to, to Christ Jesus, to the truth and allow allow the Lord, bring those thoughts, bring those lies, bring those, those feelings that you're having and have conversation, invite the Lord into those thoughts and into those feelings and into those lies and allow him to speak and remind you of what is true, because that is God's heart for you. And you are needed in this world. What you have to offer is, is important. It's, it has value. It, has a place at the table and it's needed in this world. And no longer do we want to miss out on you being the you that God created you to be. Man, uh, don't let the world miss out on you and who God created you to be because you're needed and you are a valuable piece to the overall puzzle, if you will. All right. I hope that this was encouraging to you. I I love connecting with you. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of your day today. I'm so honored that you tune in each and every week. It's it's just, I don't know. I, I love encouraging and championing women forward and coming alongside them and, and just helping them to reach higher in their faith and believing God for even more, dreaming big, praying big, and mixing their faith with, with courage and boldness and, and stepping out to believe God for everything that he says that he is and everything that he says he wants to do in your life. So with that, have a great rest of your week and I will catch you right back here next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.